Greenbush serves learners of all ages by working with schools, communities, and agencies statewide to ensure equal educational opportunities for all. This podcast will focus on the best part of our organization, the people. With nearly 500 employees, we have a lot of good people, and this will be a way for us to shed some light on the amazing things that they are doing. Welcome to the good people of Greenbush. Welcome to episode 10 of the Good People of Greenbush podcast. I am your host, Ronnie Williams, and on this episode, I had the opportunity to have a conversation with Jennifer Taylor, education behavior consultant on the specialized learning services team at Greenbush. Jennifer is so enthusiastic and passionate about what she does. During the interview, Jennifer was asked about specific success stories, and this is what she had to say. There are so many success stories, and that's not because of my success, but rather the perseverance and persistence of really great educators that I am privileged to work with every day. Jennifer is an extremely knowledgeable individual, a true team player, and your best friend in problem solving. I hope you enjoy the interview with Jennifer Taylor. Ladies and gentlemen, I am elated. I found yet another good person at Greenbush. It's no surprise. They're easy to find at Greenbush. They're everywhere. I'm really excited about this one, though. Jennifer Taylor, thank you for being a guest on the Good People of Greenbush podcast. Absolutely, Ronnie. I wouldn't miss it. And I'm honored to be included. Hey, I love that. I love that. So we've got your name. We want a little bit of a backstory about you. What degrees do you hold? What did you do before you came to Greenbush? Okay. Well, um, my background includes uh, my bachelor's degree at the University of Kansas in elementary education. And then I went on later um, after teaching for several years. So I was a classroom teacher by trade, and that's where my heart still lives. It's in the classroom, um, ranging all the way down from preschool up through grade four. So those bigger kids scared me a little bit back in the day. So I, I aired on the side of people that were shorter than me, which are getting harder and harder to find. I'll tell you that. But um, I went on to get my, my special education de- uh, master's degree later from Emporia University. So I, I held that and jumped into the world of special education where I taught for a few years as um, an interrelated resource teacher and then kind of naturally and gradually um, based on the needs where I was teaching, had to get a little bit more and more behavior training. So had some kiddos that really needed some things that I wasn't equipped with yet. And so I kept looking and digging, um, became a behavior specialist through a certification program. I went on to study again at the University of Kansas um, in the area of applied behavioral analysis. So I started that to determine whether or not I wanted to get my board certified behavior analyst um, certificate. And I decided that really wasn't the avenue I wanted to take after taking nearly all of the classes. So um, I then became um, kind of a little bit of a behavior specialist across a larger cooperative, and that's where Greenbush found me. So they found me in getting support for kiddos. Um, I was just kind of stumbled upon, I think. Yeah, I mean, everything kind of happens for a reason, and your your background is is varied and vast, and I'm really glad that I included that new question. I've never asked the guests before, you know, like, what's your backstory? What did you do before Greenbush? And your experience is, is amazing. It's, it's kind of funny. You were talking about how uh, you wanted to be taller than all the people you work with and those bigger <laughs> kids scared you. I have the exact opposite perspective. I was a high school English teacher first 
And then I was an elementary principal. And I will never forget my first day in the classroom talking to kindergartners, them looking at me <laughs> like I was speaking a different language. I thought that I was going to wind up down on the floor tied to it with with kids just running around crazy. So <laughs> Bless your heart, different strokes for different folks. I love that. <laughs> Absolutely. And Ronnie, I will say, um, part of the reason I decided to go into special education is uh, my son was born. So I already had my oldest daughter. Um, she was a couple years old. And when my son was born, we discovered that he was on the autism spectrum. So that kind of helped to push us in the direction of, again, I'm one of those people that if I need to know more, I'm going to dig in and study and know it all. So that really encouraged my path through special education. Um, he's kind of been one of those, um, he's kind of the rudder, you know, get, keeps us going in, in the direction. So always steering you in the right direction, I'm sure. Yep. <laughs> That's awesome. So specialized learning services, is that the department that you work for? So I want to read real quick from the website um, because I think that it, it touches on a little something that you said there as well about being kind of ill-equipped and unprepared for all of the stuff that hits teachers and education. So on the Greenbush website, it says through no fault of their own, educators are often ill-equipped to serve many of our most vulnerable and challenging student populations. We believe that it is the right of all educators to have access to the highest quality of support for all students to receive a safe, rewarding and appropriate educational experience and for caregivers to have the necessary means to support the health and well-being of their families and confidently engage in their communities. I love that mission statement. I know that like that's the kind of stuff that you do day in and day out. So now that we know specialized learning services is your department, how many years have you been working with them and, and how is that going? Well, this has been my third year and granted, given COVID, we kind of had a, a middle year that was a whole different story, but yeah, yeah my third year with um, specialized learning services as an education behavior consultant, that's my official title. And I tell you what, everything you read there really, truly, it rings, it rings true in ways that I, I can't even probably put into better words than what you just gave. Um, like I said, from my background experience, we know as classroom teachers, we aren't equipped for everything that's thrown at us. And we also know that we just can't stop learning. So if, if we ever get to a place where we think we've arrived and know it all, we should probably retire before the next wave of kids hits us with the things that we didn't know that we didn't know. So I think um, just in the, the three years I've been here, things have progressed really nicely. We've even adjusted and um, we've had new team members come on um, and, and just trying to really find what does that look like to provide the best support to teachers possible? And I feel like we're, we're getting there. We're, we're putting in um, new efforts, new ideas, and always learning. We're always learning what more we need to know, what more we need to be sharing in order to meet the needs that are out there. Absolutely. Constantly learning and evolving based upon the needs that we see in front of us. And, and like you said, that is constantly changing. So that's, that's awesome. You work with a department of really, really smart, intelligent, cool people that can help address those needs. Let's switch gears a little bit and go for a little bit of a lighter tone in the question. We love color code at Greenbush. We speak that language. We know that if we can identify a color with a person, we might be able to better work with them. So we're curious, what is your color code color and does it fit you? Well, I'll tell you, my color code was so close on my top three colors. It was very interesting. So in all fairness, my biggest chunk was blue, which I think we find a lot in education. There's yep. 
quite a number of us out there, especially as um, former classroom teachers. So blue is my primary, but I'll tell you only my weaknesses live in blue. When we looked at strengths, yellow and red tied for my strengths. So I feel a little bit proud that I can pull from two really great colors in times of stress. Like we talk about your secondary color kind of is what rears its head whenever you're under stress and pressure. So yellow definitely suits me as well. I think most people would say I'm outgoing. In fact, I think the term bubbly has been thrown around more times than I can count, which is a, which is a great compliment to me. Um, but yeah, my blue, I would say I tend to find more of my struggles within blue, my perfectionism and, you know, just that uh, high expectations, which are good and yet can be pushed. <laughs> on top of it. So, so, it's, um, always, it, it's always fun whenever you get the, the yellow and the red with the high percentages and that, because those two things kind of kind of bash heads a lot. You got the yellow saying we need to have fun and we want to get out there and do some things. And then you got the red going, but we got to get stuff done. Calm down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be in my head on any given day because I think those conversations are going back and forth. Yeah, that's that's amazing. So guests get to choose a random icebreaker question. Jennifer chose an awesome one. I can't wait to hear this answer. She chose, if I could be remembered for one thing, what would it be? I think that if I could be remembered for just one thing, and I know we can't all be perfect in anything we're remembered for, but I would hope that people would remember that I did my very best to provide space for others to be heard, especially those people from marginalized groups. So people who typically don't get a voice at the table, I wanna be remembered for somebody that made space for that voice to be heard. I have no doubt in my mind that you are accomplishing that goal actively on a daily basis, just, just knowing all of the stuff and things that you're out there doing. So awesome, awesome answer. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. So wanna break it down a little bit. We talked a little bit about you know your, your title, the department that you work for, all of the numbers and letters and stuff that come after your name and your titles through your various degrees that you've earned. But like, what does all that mean? Like, what is it that you do at Greenbush? What keeps you busy? What are you passionate about work-wise? Yeah, I think that's a great question because I would tell you across the board when I tell people that title, that education behavior consultant, people kind of give you that wide-eyed look of, and drop jaw like, huh? What's that? So, <laughs> exactly. And sometimes I think the same thing. So, you know, just titles are titles. But what I would say is, and I tell people this all the time, at Greenbush, I really am your best friend in problem solving. So I am your collaborative effort that's walking alongside you to determine solutions for problems that you have in your way right now. Um, and so I think my thousand foot view is I'm a professional problem solver and yet I don't do it all by myself and hand you the solution. I, like I said, I walk, I walk with you. We, we get in there and we determine what's in the way, what things are going really great and what are some small tweaks we can make to not throw everything into the, you know, baby out with the bathwater, but rather make some steps in the right direction toward your goals. So I, I think that's kind of a funny way of answering that, but truthfully, that's, that's a lot of what I do. And um, maybe motivational speaker is part of that as well. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, giving teachers the encouragement they deserve because they're working hard and they're doing so many things right. And so those couple of hiccups that they run into can, can really cloud their, their own ability to see the many positives and many 
um, solid successes they're having every day. So a little bit of what I do is come alongside teachers and say, hey, you're doing a lot of great things and you should be recognized for that. And those other little things we'll, we'll work on together. I love it. I love it. And there's so much power in being a person from outside of an organization coming in, having those, those tough conversations where somebody's maybe being, you know, super vulnerable and they've struggled with something mightily, but you're seeing growth and you're seeing good things and you're telling them, Hey, you're doing awesome, awesome stuff. And like, maybe their administrators telling them the same thing. Maybe they're not, but just to have that outside perspective, that, that Jennifer Taylor, that best friend, that's a problem solver coming in, telling you that, Hey, everything's going to be all right. We're going to figure this out together. So much power in that. I love that. That's, that is a beautiful thousand foot view. And I, and I love the way that you worded that. I think that should be the episode title. Jennifer <laughs> Taylor, best friend, problem solver. I love it. I think that's great. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So let's, let's boil it down. Uh, we've been more general. Is there a specific success story that, that comes up in your mind when you worked with a teacher or a student or administrator that you thought, man, we, we really accomplished something there? Gosh, I tell you what, Ronnie, there's so many, and that's not on me, right? That's not because of my success, but rather the perseverance and persistence of really great educators that I'm privileged to work with every day. So I I think we could come up with a hundred different students that we have helped on our team um, really find what works for them in their classroom setting. Um, I would say that one of my greatest successes, and you know, we can't go too specific, but I'll tell you the number of times that we've been able to keep a student in their home school um, has, has been really fulfilling for us. And, and not that that's for everybody, because there's been probably a number of times that we wanted to move a student the other way into a setting that was more um, beneficial and, and supportive of their needs. And so those are successes as well. But I think one piece too that I would share and, and teachers just coming back afterwards and just telling me that they feel they've felt heard that finally somebody can can see what they've been talking about or says it in a way that makes sense to them. So I think those are huge successes. And the other thing I would share is within our team, um, we have just been able to really tackle some tough obstacles. Um, and my teammates, Tommy Gonzalez and Lindsay McKenna and Kenny, Massey, they're, I mean, they're just the best individuals you can find. And so when I'm able to sit down and process things with them and we're able to come to um, some real teachable, tangible things that other teachers can walk away with, that's mm-hmm. such that's such a big success for me. When we can break down really tough stuff into a way that teachers say, that makes total sense. How come I didn't think of it that way before? I mean, that's where it's at for me. It's like when I taught kindergarten and they, the aha moment, I get that with big people now. And so every <laughs> aha moment that I get after I've done a talk I, um, or I've, I've been in a classroom and teachers come over and say, I've never heard that way. And it clicked. I get that little kindergarten, big eyed. I know this now. And that's just more than I could ever ask for. That's awesome. Uh, those of you that are listening, you're not getting the treat of, of seeing Jennifer just light up as she talks about all of this stuff. We're, we're recording the podcast over Zoom. So I get the, you know, the, just the treat of being able to see her just glowing and excited. <laughs> you can just see the passion just oozing from her. It's, it's so cool. You mentioned your team. My gosh, what a bunch of rock stars. Um, I, I didn't know how to pick, like I knew that I wanted to interview somebody from SLS for the podcast. So literally I put all of your names in a random name picker 
hit randomize and Jennifer Taylor's name That'd came be. out. <laughs> I should Winter. go to the casino or play the lottery today or something. Absolutely. Absolutely. You never know. You never know. Cool. Uh, is there anything else that we have not yet covered that you would like to share with folks? Um, you know, we've been doing a lot of really foundational work on our team, trying to, like we've talked about, unpack and really drill down to how do we not just meet the need after kids are struggling, right? When things are bad and things are tough, that's not the best time to intervene. And we all know that. And classroom teachers know that. And so we've been trying to look really strategically at how do we how do we intervene earlier? How do we back up and give the skills and tools and foundational knowledge that teams and teachers need in order to eliminate some of the struggles they might have? And so some of that work we're doing um, has really been highlighted in what we call some of our intensive districts. And so those districts have been walking alongside us and really looking at from start to finish what it would look like to support those students who struggle the most. And so we're excited to be able to offer more of that work in taking on two new staff members for next year onto our team so that we can meet more needs that are out there in that more systematic, proactive way. So that's what I'm super excited about. My passion is for working within and yet changing the system of education for better. And so I, I kind of um, consider myself kind of a tempered radical. <laughs> where <laughs> I'd like to see lots of radical changes. And yet I know I've got to stay within that system to, to make those changes possible. So our team is really doing some of that work and it's, it's going to be great moving forward. I think we're optimistic. It's going to be great. Yeah. I mean, adding, adding two more people. So that's, that's the odds are uh, not in your favor to come back on the podcast again, because, you know, right. like we've got even more people that we've got to add into the random name picker. And I'm sure are going to be absolute <laughs> rock stars, but what a tremendous service you guys offer, you know, like being a new principal a couple of years back and trying to navigate and figure out the road of, of helping each individual student. Cause every situation is so individualized, so different. There's no black and white answers for any of this stuff. It always lives in that gray area I think that's always been the coolest thing about Greenbush is just the networking and the resources and the ability to see a perspective a little bit differently and to say, hey, I got you. I'm your yep. friend. We're problem solving together. That's that's so beautiful. So least, how can folks contact you, Jennifer Taylor, if they need to get a hold of you? Well, I'm listed there on the website, so I'm pretty easy to locate just from that. But email's great. Um, I, typically, I can get to that every single day. I told Ronnie earlier, except for those long days on the road, which are are good for podcasts and other things. I'll have to listen to this when I'm out on the road. <laughs> but email for sure. It's simple to get a hold of us at Greenbush. So it's jennifer.taylor at greenbush.org. Um, and then if anyone were to want to reach out, I believe my cell phone is listed on the website as well. Nice. Yeah, you can't hide anywhere. Well, Jennifer Taylor, Best friend, problem solver. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show with us today. You're obviously one of the good people of Greenbush. I appreciate you so much. Absolutely, Ronnie. And I appreciate you reaching out. And I'm so glad that my name came up in the random draw. I am too. I am too. This was a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you. If you are lucky enough to share some air with Jennifer at some point, I guarantee you that you will walk away from that meeting feeling better. She's the kind of person that lifts spirits and raises morale with just her presence. 
If you would like to learn more about what she and the SLS team can do for you, please don't hesitate to reach out to Jennifer. I will have all of her contact information included in the description of this podcast. If you have any questions or suggestions for the show, please don't hesitate to reach out to me at ronnie.williams at greenbush.org or at Ronnie Loves Tech on social media. Thank you so much for listening to the good people of Greenbush podcast.